episode four of season two of the Pucktown Podcast. I'm Jared Shaffron. Thanks for joining me uh, once again. We have a great podcast lined up for you, so I don't want to spoil too much of it, but really excited to have Jeff Jakaitis, one of the top goaltenders in ECHL history. Forget about Stingray's history. A three-time goaltender of the year in the ECHL, a guy who a lot of people know and love. Here in Charleston, he was excellent this week. Really, really excited for everyone to get some insight from him on his time, really overall in his career and his time here in South Carolina. Big week for the Rays, a sweep of Jacksonville. They looked excellent in both games, specifically on the defensive side of things. Hunter Shepard, Zach Fucali showing why the Washington Capitals are high on both of those netminders. Shepard Friday was excellent. Didn't allow a goal until the final minute of the game. Fucali on Saturday. Also, some diving stops, some great stops that he had on different Jacksonville players. Just one goal allowed, and it was already a 4-0 game when that goal happened. Really, the Stingrays had that one locked up at that point, but was looking to you know get the shutout for him. <laughs> Unfortunately for South Carolina, neither of those guys got to record a shutout, but both of them played really well. First two wins of the season for the Stingrays, and this team looks like they're gelling really well. This weekend, two games against Greenville, a little chance for some revenge from opening night when the Swamp Rabbits got the victory in overtime. So looking forward to those games this weekend. First one is on Saturday in Greenville on Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon, our first family Sunday of the season here in North Charleston. There's still so many guests that I want to have on the podcast, names come to mind, that we're working on getting, and one of those guys that I really had for a long time on the list was Jeff Jakaitis. He was really gracious with his time. We had a really good conversation, and I'm excited for everyone to tune in and hear him. I gave him a little bit of what to expect, but we went well over the time frame that that I thought we would have, but it was well worth it. Uh, so enjoy my conversation with Jeff Jakaitis. Joining me for this week's edition of the Pucktown Podcast, happy to have Jeff Jakaitis with me, a longtime goaltender in the ECHL and for the South Carolina Stingrays, and a guy who had a, a very long professional career but is now uh, outside of hockey. Jeff, uh, appreciate you joining me. This is going to be fun to catch up with you and uh, share some memories. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm uh, happy to be on, and uh, like I say, a, a lot of good memories uh, in Charleston and with the Stingrays. So, uh, yeah, happy to uh, relive it a little bit. I was first thing I got. I've been asking everybody, you know, what's life been like for you lately? How are you handling the pandemic and everything that has come with it? Where are you living? Where are you working? And and how how have things been for you lately? Um. <laughs> I think it's kind of uh, it's a, a tough answer, I guess. Uh, I think, like most, uh, you know, some good, some bad. Um, obviously, uh, enjoy traveling and uh, haven't been able to do that for quite a while. Um, but uh, I guess I'll start on the positive side. So I've been uh, I work for the government as a financial manager, uh, more or less. Uh, so it's a position where I can work from home. Uh, so I've been on uh, telework status for about nine months, um, which again, kind of pros and cons to that as right. well. Um, obviously, uh, I'm very thankful uh, to, to have a job and, and have a stable position and, and have the ability to telework. I know there's 
there's a lot of people that, you know, haven't been so lucky. So, um, definitely counting my blessings on that front. Um, but I do miss, you know, one of the things I like most about hockey was, you know, the locker room and hanging out with the guys and drinking coffee in the morning. And, um, you know, so I do miss being in the office. It's, uh, I work with a great group of people and, um, you know, it was always fun to, to kind of same thing, be in the office and hang out and BS and, um, it's just not the same, uh, you know, there's some great tools nowadays with, uh, you know, zoom and teams and all that, but, uh, it's just not the same as, you know, that face to face contact and, uh, kind of the informal conversation. So, um, but that honestly, that's been about it for me is just, uh, work and, uh, you know, trying to get outside and exercise, uh, when I can, um, you know, we're, we're lucky down here, not today, but, uh, most days we have pretty nice weather. And, um, so for sanity's sake, trying to get outside when I can, uh, you know, take walks with Leanne and, um, that's, that's honestly been about it for us. It's been, uh, you know, a tough time kind of, uh, in hibernation, but, uh, all things considered, uh, have managed well and been healthy and, and family has been healthy. So, um, you know, counting our blessings in a tough time. For sure. Yeah. Glad to hear everybody is healthy and, and doing well with, on that side of things. And, you know, I wanted to at least start over just the last couple of years and then we can kind of go back a little bit further, but, you know, for the last couple of years, maybe there's been a transition most recently for you working from home, like you said, but, uh, what was the transition for you when you decided to, to retire from playing hockey and you'd been in a pro career for so long before that college, before that juniors. So I'm sure there was a, a, a bit of a transition, like you said, not in the locker room, not around so many teammates. What was that transition like? And, uh, you know, I guess we could start with even why did you make the decision to retire at that point? Was it more of a physical thing? Were you ready for, for the next chapter? What was the deciding factor for you there? Um, I think a couple factors, um, like you said, I, you know, I played, uh, basically 11 years professionally and, um, you know, I loved it. I, I loved it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to play as long as I did. And, and it was such a great experience, but I mean, as you know, it's, you're kind of on that cusp in the ECHL where you're, you know, you're close to, to making a good living and, and, you know, being sound financially, but you're not quite over that bubble. And, and I think that's more or less what it came down to for me was just as I was getting older, you know, I, I, I wasn't in a position where I was going to be able to, you know, have a one career and, and, and retire out of hockey. So I knew that I was going to have to have a second career. And I think the older I was getting, the tougher the outlook was, uh, with moving into a second career and kind of making that transition. Um, I was lucky enough that I, uh, I had a degree, uh, from Lake Superior state university. Um, so, a graduated university and had a degree for, for that transition process. And, um, as you know, hockey's kind of a small world. So I had a friend, uh, that I had met in Charleston, um, who mentioned that, 
where he worked was uh, was looking for some financial managers. That's what my degree was in. Um, it, it was quite a long hiring process. Um, I think anything with government positions uh, generally takes a little <laughs> bit longer. But uh, uh, so I, I started that interview process actually uh, the last year that I was playing uh, full time with the Stingrays, kind of with the intent that that was going to be my last year and I, and I would make that transition. Um, so I was lucky enough to, to actually kind of fall on my feet. I know that's uh, a tough transition for a lot of guys to go from, you know, I was essentially my job was to do something that I would do for free. You know, I, right. I, um, I got to live my dream for, for 11 plus years, you know, and that, I think anytime that comes to an end and you transition out of that, uh, there's definitely some challenges with it. Um, you know, it, it, like anything, there's, there's pros and cons. It's, it's been nice to have, you know, a stable schedule, a stable income, um, kind of knowing what's, uh, you know, what my day to day is going to be like, not having to worry about or, or think about, you know, am I going to get a call up and have to leave uh, this <laughs> afternoon or, um, you know, I think from a stability standpoint, um, it's been nice, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss when you tell me for 11 years, you kind of get used to it. And, and, and I grew to really enjoy that uncertainty and that change and that travel and, and kind of not knowing where I was going to be. It was always, you know, every day brought something new. Every day, you know, every game brought something new. And um, I, I do kind of miss that that excitement, you know. It's just not the same, uh, you know, <laughs> working in an office or working from home, uh, Um you know, it just doesn't have that same adventure, that same excitement. And, um, you know, it's, it's a tough transition, but, uh, again, I think, you know, having a degree, um, being able to get a job right out of hockey, um, was a good thing. And, and I'm thankful for that. And obviously, uh, you know, thankful for, for the people that have, you know, helped me get the position and, and get on and, um, definitely lucked out there so and you were able to stay local uh you didn't have to didn't have to go move somewhere else either uh you know that was a, a decision i'm not sure you know how important that was to you to to stay in this area but you know this has become pretty much a a, a home for you now not just about the hockey but you've been here uh year round now yeah yeah definitely i mean that was uh i don't even remember what year probably this December 2011, 2012, something like that is when I came the first time. Yeah. And, uh, I think really, you know, since that time, uh, obviously the couple seasons I played uh, overseas, I was away for an extended period. But uh, other than that, I mean, Charleston has, has kind of, you know, become home. And I think similar to, to a lot of guys that have played here, it's, it's a great city. And there, there's really, you know, I've met some wonderful people here and, um, been very lucky in that regard. I think, you know, having played some other places in the league and that I think Charleston is unique and, and, um, it has great support and, and really good people. And, and the organization does a great job of, 
you know, getting players out in the community and, and, um, you know, a great alumni network here of guys that, uh, you know, have played and have stuck around. I think it's just, it's a really unique organization from that standpoint. And, um, you know, I think similar to a lot of those guys, I've, I've kind of built a life here. You know, I met my, uh, my now wife here and, uh, my boy is close by and, and has gotten to know a lot of, uh, just a lot of really good people. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of become home. So it was, uh, definitely lucky to, you know, find a position here and be able to stay here. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, uh, like I say, Charleston is, uh, is a great place to be. So I wanted to go back to, uh, way back, uh, to when you, first time ha- started having to make some decisions and just kind of hear what that process was like. Maybe look back on it now uh, growing up in, in Minnesota. I know for a lot of players when they're young uh, to make the decision to leave and go somewhere else to play junior hockey is sometimes a tough thing. And you decided to go to Waterloo or maybe they had your rights. I'm not sure how that process went, but you were in Waterloo and that kind of kickstarted your career uh, being in, in the USHL. What do you remember about, about deciding to go to Waterloo and, and those couple of years that, uh, you know, then, then led to your college career at Lake Superior State. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, I mean, it's a strange story, I guess. So I, looking back, you know, uh, to 11 years on, or I guess, you know, 15, uh, 20 years on now, <laughs> I, I sound old, but um, you know, I, I never, when I was growing up, I, I never, I never thought I would play professional hockey. You know, I, when I was younger and playing, I played cause I loved it. You know, I would, I'd go to my practice for an hour and then I'd go to the outdoor rink with my buddies for another, you know, four or five hours. And it, I never thought it was something that was going to be a career for me. And I think, you know, the same thing, uh, so Minnesota has a kind of a unique, it's, it's different from a lot of other areas, but the high school, uh, program is, is they don't have a, a strong, like midget, uh, program. A lot of it is just tied to your local high school. And so, um, I played through high school in Minnesota, had a good experience, got to play in a couple state tournaments, which for people that don't know, I mean, it's a, it's a huge thing in Minnesota. They'll, uh, you know, sell out the, uh, the XL energy center, uh, for those tournaments and the state kind of shuts down for state tournament weekend. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the focus of everything. And so, uh, I got lucky. I got to play in two of those and, um, really was, it was a great experience. And then, um, uh, but at that time, you know, I, I was just, I was trying to play junior. I loved hockey and I wanted to keep playing. And so my goal was to, to play junior hockey and, uh, I got at that time there was was a junior A team in the USHL in my hometown, and uh, I got drafted by them. Uh, went to training camp, made the team out of training camp, um, and then uh, the coach who was coaching the team and picked the team in training camp ended up leaving to take a different position. Another coach came in and took over, and. Uh, really had a bad, bad experience, um, just kind of in general without, without going into too many details. Um, just not a lot of communication. I ended up, uh, I was a healthy scratch for, I think the first 10 or 12 games. Um, 
And then I went home from, from morning skate one day and I got a call from just a random guy and he said, Hey, I, you know, I saw you were released today. I'm just wondering what your plans are. <laughs> and I said, I said, wait, wait a minute. What? I, I got released. And he said, well, yeah, you showed up on the transaction and, uh, had gotten no communication, no word from the coaches. So I called the coaches and said, Hey, you know, what's, what's, is this true? What's going on? And they said, well, yeah, we brought in this other guy and we just kind of thought you'd figure it out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was, was a unique, uh, unique introduction to junior hockey. Um, but anyway, so I, uh, the guy that called actually, uh, was connected to Waterloo. And, um, so I ended up, uh, spoke with the coach down there, uh, got an opportunity there and, um, so left home. It was kind of a nice transition. It was about two hours from, uh, from where I grew up in Minnesota. So my parents could come down on the weekends and, um, I got set up with, uh, a, re- a really good billet family. Uh, I still, still keep in touch with, uh, they've been down to visit uh, a few times. Um, so I, I went actually the day before Thanksgiving. So I showed up my first time you know, away from home, living with a billet family. And they had a, a Thanksgiving gathering with like 50 people there. <laughs> so that was my, uh, my second day in the house kind of baptism by fire, but, uh, um, good experience there. Ended up playing, uh, two years in, uh, in Waterloo. Um, and then it, it was kind of a similar, you know, my goal was to get to college, but I, I never thought I would, I didn't know if that would happen. And, um, I actually had, uh, had gone to camp and was planning to go back to Waterloo for a third year, uh, when I got a call from, uh, Frank Anzalone, who was the coach at Lake State at the time. And he said, uh, it actually was, it was only a few weeks out, maybe three, three weeks out from the start of school. And he said, you know, we had a guy who was committed. He got cold feet, decided he didn't want to come. Uh, we're interested in you. We've heard good things, but we don't have time for an official visit. So if you want to drive up, I'll show you around. Here's some information about the school, but I need to know in a few days if you want to come or not. <laughs> um, so I spoke with my family. It, it, it seemed like the the right thing to do, the right choice at the time. And, uh, you know, I was thankful for the opportunity. Again, I was you know, my goal was to play, uh, play college hockey. And, um, so sight unseen had never even been to, uh, to the UP. Um, I ma- made a decision to commit to school and, uh, drove up for the first day a couple weeks later and, uh, and started at Lake state. So, um, again, I think it was kind of one of those unique situations where it just, it was, I was in the right place at the right time. Um, you know, being at a smaller school, I, I got an opportunity to play. Um, you know, I have, uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of respect for, for, for coach Angelo. Um, you know, he gave me an opportunity when no one else did. And he's one of those coaches that he's kind of old school and he's hard on the guys, but, I think that was kind of a turning point in, in my life and my career is, you know, having a guy like that to, you know, push me and challenge me and bring me along and give me an opportunity was, uh, 
you know, I'm grateful for that. And I'm convinced that, uh, you know, kind of what, what turned the corner for me, that's when I really started to think about, you know, trying to make hockey a career and, and from a performance standpoint, uh, played some of my best hockey early on and, and, uh, really kind of took off there. So it's, uh, a bit of a winding road, but, uh, you know, learned a lot along the way. And, and again, similar to, to here, you know, I've had some great people that have, you know, helped me and, and kind of been on that journey with me. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a winding road, but a great experience. So. Yeah. That your freshman year, you got a chance to play, obviously a lot of, especially goaltenders as freshmen, don't necessarily maybe see a lot of time. You got a lot of time to play that freshman year, and, and like you said, you had some really good success. The team, you guys had more success maybe later in, in your your time there, but as far as for you to be a freshman, to jump right in there, I'm sure that was a pretty great experience to be able to play that many games uh, in your first year at Lake State. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's uh... – you know, kind of a rare opportunity in, in college hockey. And that's, you know, especially at a lot of the, the bigger schools, you know, you have your, you kind of have to buy your time as a, as a freshman, sophomore, and then, you know, work your way in and, and generally you'll get some more minutes as a junior, senior, but, uh, again, it just kind of happened to be the right place at the right time for me. And, and, um, it, it was just, it was interesting how it worked out. It's, um, you know, I think we had a parents weekend, uh, early on and I was kind of struggling off the bat, having a tough time. And, and my parents, uh, it came up and I remember talking to them after, uh, after I think it was the Friday night, we had a little like reception and I said, you know, yeah, I'll be lucky if I see, you know, three, four games this year. It's, uh, I think didn't get off to a great start and, um, you know, Coach Anzalone is he he was hard on his guys and, and, and I wasn't alone in that. And uh it, you know, I think it took me some time to adjust to that, but as hard as he was on on me, he gave me the opportunity to play. And I think it was just one of those where I kind of built some confidence along the way. I um we were splitting weekends early on. Uh we had an upperclassman that would play Friday and then I would play Saturday night and um, ended up getting off to a really good start. And, and I think that really helped with my confidence to, to understand and know that I did belong and could do it. And, um, you know, I, I think, again, that was kind of where I think hockey kind of turned the corner for me. That was the opportunity to, you know, that made the difference and kind of springboarded into to being able to play professionally. I think it's, having that opportunity and, and kind of be thrown into the fire and have to, to sink or swim. And, and, um, and so I got off to a good start, gained a lot of confidence from that and, uh, you know, kind of rode that wave. So it was, uh, you know, definitely the right fit for me, uh, uh, kind of unknowingly going in, but, uh, really couldn't have had, uh, you know, a better, uh, better college experience than I did there. So I tried to count it up. I think, uh, from my count, you played for twelve different teams uh, in your pro career, uh, and and as you said, you know a lot of different call ups, opportunities to jump in and get a game or two here with different teams. 
but it all actually started your first year. You were in you were in Columbia, so you were in a in South Carolina. Your your first year pro. What do you remember? And and actually, I was this is totally random, but uh, I was going through some old photos uh, over the long extended off season. I actually saw some some pictures of you. Uh, I think maybe you were with Charlotte at the time, but. I said I was just going through old Stingrays pictures that we had had, and sure enough, you were there with with a, with the opposing team <laughs> in one of the games that I was looking at just randomly, and um, it was pretty it was pretty funny to see. But yeah, your first couple of years in the ECHL, not in in Charleston, but uh, Columbia, Charlotte, and and you know that that was a probably a little bit of a different ECHL back then. What was it like making your your pro debut uh, in, in South Carolina for Columbia? Yeah, so so I'll even uh, the story actually gets better when you dig into the details there. So <laughs> I uh, so you're right. My um, I ended up so out of Lake Superior State. Uh, I ended up signing a contract with uh, Toronto Marlies, and uh, but played full year in Columbia. Uh, so. Um, First game of the year, I think we played in Charlotte. Uh, we had another Marley's contract goalie, so he started the first game. Struggled a little bit, um, and he ended up getting pulled. I went in partway through the game, so that was kind of my first first professional time, first professional experience. But uh, my actual first. Uh, professional star was at North Charleston Coliseum against the Stingrays and uh, I, I ended up getting lit up. I let in seven goals <laughs> and uh, so, so not a great start uh, either either in Charleston or to my uh, <laughs> my professional career and I I think I actually uh, I think I got scored on from outside the blue line uh, by Matt Shearer. I, I don't remember if it was his first career goal or not, uh, but he had a big night. I think he scored on me from behind the goal line, and uh, I don't know if you've had him on the podcast or not, but he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, when something like that happens, he'll never let you forget it. And so uh, it, it's kind of been funny to go from, you know, my first uh, first career start to, making Charleston a home and getting to know some of those guys and, and playing in the Monday night league, you know, I'd still get some grief about it in the Monday night league. And <laughs> I, I always, I like to give him a hard time that, uh, I'm the reason he's in the hall of fame, uh, from playing against them. So it's, uh, he, he still owes me for, uh, for all those goals. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, there, there was always kind of, it's one of those things in hindsight, you know, at the time I had no connection with Charleston and didn't think a lot about it, but to look back and, you know, all the great memories that I have here now and, uh, you know, the time I spent in Charleston and, and people I've gotten to know, guys I played against. And, um, it's funny to kind of, you know, look back on the, not such a great start in Charleston or, uh, or to my pro career. So it's good to be able to laugh about now, you know, now that you've uh, you've you've ended your playing career, but also, you know, you had such a long one that you kind of can look back on those beginning uh, couple of years and, and just kind of chuckle a little bit because it ended up yeah, working out. Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't laughing in the locker room after that one, <laughs> right? That's for sure. So, um, but yeah, like you say, it's uh, you know, uh, I've had a long career, and so it's uh, you know, some of those uh, less than stellar outings. It's uh, 
doesn't sting quite as much to look back on. So I'm sure, you know, the amount of years you played and, and for different teams and things like that, I can't even imagine how many teammates you've had. I feel like you've probably had more than like a thousand teammates in your career because there's been so many different teams that you're a part of. Uh, is there anyone that you stay in touch with regularly from, from different teams that, you know, you've become close with, uh, you know, I'm just sure that there's probably tons of people that were in your life that you can't stay in touch with everybody, but I'm sure, you know, you had a, a lot, a lot of different teammates over your time. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're definitely right in that. I, a thousand is probably, uh, you know, a pretty good guess, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things that it's, it's kind of a unique experience in hockey that, you know, you, you come together with a group of guys for a season and it's, you know, you, you go through so much over the course of the season with the struggles and, and ups and downs and, you know, guys coming and going and, um, get, you get very close, but, you know, when you repeat that over and over for, you know, for me, 11 years, you kind of get numb to it after a while. You get so many teammates in that it's, it's really an unfortunate part of it that, you know, people you, you get close to and, and, and go through so much with you, you kind of lose touch. And that's, uh, you know, I've got a, a core group of people kind of, you know, throughout my career. I have uh, a couple buddies that I played with in high school that, uh, you know, flew out for, for my wedding uh, uh, a couple years ago and, and still keep in touch with them. Uh, you know, they, they one of them has two boys now, and we got our boys together and played some road hockey when we were up in Minnesota. And so it's fun to do do things like that. Uh, you know, a couple of my buddies there, um, actually a, a good friend of mine, a guy that I lived with in college, um, has been down, uh, he and his wife have come to Charleston a few times to visit, uh, um, still pretty close with him. Um, but yeah, there, there's a handful of guys, uh, you know, from Charleston as well. Obviously, the the people that are still here, uh, you know, uh, Devin. Uh, spent spent a lot of time, uh, several years, and a lot of struggles with uh, with Galsy. Um, You know, we we haven't actually spoken in uh, in a bit, but uh, you know, we were roommates on the road for quite a while, and um, you know, have been through a lot together. Um, I still see uh, Andrew Rowe is back here and there in the summer. And um, so, you know, you, it, it's kind of, you never know who it's going to be or, or, or how it's going to go, but uh, you always have some guys that, uh, you know, you mesh well with and, and keep in contact with and, and uh, you know, those relationships are fun as, as life kind of moves on and you, you start doing other things and start families and, um, you know, it's fun to, to, you know, keep in touch and, and, and reminisce about, uh, you know, some of those memories. So speaking of memories, you know, this is probably a tough question for, for you because you have played so many different years and so many different teams, but you know, if you had to pick uh one or two, you know, what do you consider is a career highlight? I mean, you, you obviously won some awards, but a lot of those were like end of seasons. But when you when you look at, you know, kind of some of your best moments, do you have a, a favorite moment or two from your career that you look back on and say, I'm really proud I got to experience this or I'm really proud we, we did that? Is there anything that, that stands out for you there? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, and a lot of guys that were on this team would would probably tell you the same thing. But uh, there's a lot from um, you know the year where we had the winning streak mm-hmm. and and uh, ended up losing in the final. I mean, that was just uh, it's just that's a once in a career team where you just uh, it's hard to put into words, but it's almost like a you know, it, it almost had this like circus atmosphere of like, you know, we were just having fun, and, and it was, it was such a unique and and good group of guys, and um, you know, I, I think it, one of the things that a lot of people don't remember, forget about that year is is it didn't start that way. <laughs> you know, we right. we. We started off, I mean, it was miserable. Um, but I think kind of, you know, struggling through that with, with you know, together and, and kind of keeping that core group of guys, uh, you know, we, we were out of the playoffs at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we went on that that streak. And I think it just, it, it just got to, a, it just kind of took on a life of its own. And I think, you know, winning breeds confidence, winning breeds fun. And I think we just got on such a roll and we were having so much fun with each other. And, um, it's just, it's, again, it's one of those teams that's kind of once in a career. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the nights I specifically remember was, uh, and they still played it on the jumbotron was, uh, I think it was like military appreciation night, pack the house night and we were uh we were going for to to break the echl uh record for win streak it all kind of fell wow. on the same night and uh and on top of that it was uh they brought in rick flair yeah. it was like rick flair night so so that's uh, you know enough in itself but uh i remember we were we were playing gwinnett and this to kind of go to like the circus atmosphere. So Ric Flair used to do this thing where he'd get punched in the face and then he'd kind of do this stumble like he was woozy mm-hmm. and then he'd fall over. And so, you know, like I said, it was, it was, I think military appreciation night. We had the, uh, you know, the American flag jerseys on and was packed the house night. There was probably 10 or 11,000 people there. Um, so Rick Flair came in the locker room the you know, Rob came in with Rick and they were getting everybody fired up and we were kind of laughing and it did the starting lineup with the, you know, the read and guys were going from that. And, uh, they were joking around that whoever, whoever scored the first goal should kind of do the, the Rick Flair flop. <laughs> and, and so we get out there, you know, it's a good crowd. Things are loud. There's, you know, the history making night and, they give Ric Flair a microphone after the anthem and he just, you know, snaps into character and starts putting on a show and he's calling guys out on Gwinnett's bench and, uh, you know, pandemonium. And, uh, so the game starts, we get going and, and, you know, right away, I think early in the first period, uh, Andrew Rowe, he scored, scored a one, nothing goal. And sure enough, he goes over to the side and he, you know, starts stumbling and does the Ric Flair flop. And, and I remember thinking like, like what, you know, it, it, it was just, it was hilarious. And it was, <laughs> it was so much fun, but at the same point, it wasn't like, 
you know, guys were serious and we were into it and it was a great crowd. And, uh, I think we ended up winning like six nothing and just, you know, blew them on the building. And it was, uh, you know, I can still kind of remember being on, on the ice after that, uh, after that game and just kind of taking it all in and, and, you know, thinking how cool it was to be a part of that. Uh, you know, that was definitely a special night and, um, just a, a lot of moments that year. And I think, uh, you know, with all those good things and all those good experiences, I think it's, you know, it's, it's been a handful of years now and it's still, it's still a tough pill to swallow the way that one ended, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to, to get that far and, and to lose, uh, you know, to lose in game seven of the final, I think is, that's a sting that's just not going to go away. And I think, uh, you know, if there's anything I look back on, uh, not with regret, uh, but kind of the, you know, the one that got away, I think is, uh, you know, that's a game and, and, uh, something that I'll struggle with, uh, you know, I still struggle with. So that team, Obviously, I wasn't there, but I feel like I know more than half of the roster now. Just obviously a lot of guys remained here for a long time uh, and and continued their career with the Stingrays. But we've had some players uh, like yourself go elsewhere, come back. So I've gotten to hear stories. And and you mentioned Galsy before, but I think Galsy's told me a few times about how that team was not very good in the beginning of the of the year and uh, how they kind of came together. But it's been cool even this year. Uh, we actually have Caleb Herbert back on on the roster, and so you know having him, and you know that's another piece of of that run of that team that I had never met him before, but an- another guy who you know coming back here this year, and he's he's on a contract with Hershey, but you know playing here, I think even just coming back for opening night if, last week, you know that brought back memories of that year and and how great that that group was, and it was it was cool to kind of connect with him about that too, as he's another guy from from that team that's now back here now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was, he was a big part of that run and that team. And I think, uh, you know, he was one of the guys that joined, uh, I think he might've been actually on a Washington deal, Washington yeah. or Hershey deal at that time as well. And so he, uh, I think was fresh out of college and, um, I mean, obviously we know him from, you know, his time in Greenville and, and now playing here, I'm sure you've seen, uh, you know, really a, a good player, um, was ended up being a big part of that. He was a guy that joined later. If I remember, I think we were on the road in Reading, uh, something like that. He joined for a weekend and it was back and forth with Hershey a little bit, uh, but was a big part of that playoff run and the streak. And, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting to, it's fun to connect with some of those guys, uh, you know, and, and still laugh and joke, uh, I still, uh, you know, I connected with, uh, Lee Mossy. He, uh, I think I'm a lot of people know his, uh, his clothing company, uh, state and Liberty, uh, has really taken off. And, um, so I connected with him, uh, they did the suit, uh, for my wedding and that's, uh, you know, it's funny to, you know, a handful of years removed from that, but, uh, you know, we still kind of laugh and joke about that season and talk about guys and different things that happened. And, um, you know, a couple of days ago, I got a text from, uh, from Andrew Rose playing in Switzerland now joking about, uh, you know, road trips on the bus and, 
you know, there's there's been some uh, some text threads uh, that have kind of fired back up, and, and like I say, I just it's one of those unique teams, and 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 uh, you know, everything just kind of comes together, and and you're able to you know put it put together a good run out of it. Uh, and you know, we played in, in we played in three game sevens, and uh, you know, in one playoff together. I mean, that's. Uh, that's more than a lot of guys playing in a career. And, you know, we did that in one playoff. And so I think it's uh, as many ups and downs and, and as much as we accomplished that year, I think you, you become closer that way. And, and uh, to have as much success as we did, I think that obviously helps as well, but it's, uh, it's fun. Those are fun memories to, uh, you know, relive and talk about and and cross paths with those guys. Uh, you know, that was definitely, uh, looking back, I think, uh, you know, without question, the the funnest year and, and most special year of my career. So one more on, on that year, because, you know, I think the, you mentioned obviously the way it ended, Hey, you know, you, you, that was, you got down to the final game and, and it didn't go your way, but you know, a lot of people still talk about the, the triple overtime game seven in Toledo and, you know, for, from the only guy that was on the ice for, for the entire game. I mean, that, that game is probably crazy just to look back on as well. Of, you know, you never see games go, you see some games go to triple overtime sometimes, but you don't see them be a zero zero game all the way through like that. I'm sure that it was probably really nervous playing in, in a game like that as it went longer and longer of just zero zero. And then all of a sudden you're in overtime and, and it ends up going that long. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, that whole series was was really a roller coaster in itself. I mean, I don't know how much it gets talked about or how many people remember, but it was one of those uh, because of the travel and the distance. I think we did a, like a two three two, so we played two games in Toledo, came home for three games, and then finished the series with two in Toledo, and so. Um, they obviously had a really good team that year as well. And, and we went up there and, and stole the first two games on the road in Toledo. Um, so, so, you know, we're thinking coming home for three games up to nothing in a great spot. And um, game three, I think we won, I think it was in overtime, but we won game three. So we were up three, nothing. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, I mean, they, they had a great offensive team and that was, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I, I fell into a little bit of a rut and, um, you know, didn't have a great, uh, a great game four, game five. And, um, I remember having a meeting with carbs, uh, you know, before we went up after, uh, you know, we had lost uh, game four and five here to make it three, two. And we were kind of talking about, you know, how things are going and how I was feeling. And, and uh, you know, I remember him, uh, him telling me, Hey, like, you, you know, don't overthink it. Like you're, you're here for a reason. You've done this a million times. Like, you know, you're, you're my guy. You're the go-to guy. Like we are getting through this you know, with you, like, I believe in you, you know, you're you're the best goal in the league right now. Just go play. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was the right thing to say at the right time for me. And, 
you know, he, he was really a, a good coach to play for and, and just a, a good guy in general, but kind of knew, had a good feel for what was going on in the room, you know, what was going on with guys. And, um, so I remember that kind of that, that roller coaster series. And I remember that meeting. And, and so we went up and, uh, we lost game six, they forced game seven. And I remember thinking, you know, momentum obviously is, is totally the opposite. You know, we went home, uh, on a high up to nothing. And then now they have all the momentum. They've won three straight going into game seven. But I remember Carbs just saying, you know, just play like it. This is a great thing. It's a great experience. Like there's nothing to be nervous for. Like guys would kill to be in this position, just play. And that's, that's kind of how I approach that game. And, and I think, you know, looking back, I don't know how I wasn't nervous, but I just felt I, I remember, you know, a point, I think it was in the first overtime or second overtime, sitting in the net at like a TV timeout and just kind of looking around. And, and Toledo is, I mean, they, they have great fans up there. They're into it. You know, they'll throw beer at you. They're like, they're loud. They're rowdy. It's a, it's a fun building to play in. And I remember kind of looking around and just thinking to myself, like, you know, here we are in overtime of game seven, zero, zero in the conference fund. Like how cool is that? You know, and it was a weird, I wasn't nervous at all. I just, uh, it was kind of one of those things where everything came together. I felt good. I played well. I wasn't nervous. Uh, and even, you know, a lot of times you'll get so focused on, you know, one shot at a time and, and kind of breaking the game down into small increments. Uh, I remember really just kind of stepping back and at a few moments, just kind of absorbing everything that was going on and, and kind of thinking about, you know, the gravity of the situation and, and, you know, how cool of a game that was to be able to play in. Um, it, you know, it was fun. It's fun to look back on that. And, and it wasn't a blur that just disappeared. You know, it was, uh, it was a, a fun game to play high stakes. I mean, those are the games that you want to play in and, and it's, uh, you know, a good team, a good opponent, a good game, a well-played game. And, and, you know, obviously it's more fun to look back on since we won, but, uh, you know, definitely, uh, a special memory for sure. And then, uh, to, to wrap up here, you, you end up coming making the decision to, to go play overseas uh, for a second time. And then uh, and then you ended up coming back. And I guess, you know, we've talked a little bit about your time over there being much different than, than the ECHL, a lot of different things uh, playing overseas. But um, I'm sure it was probably a, a tough decision to, to make that decision to leave, but then to come back and, and have your last year be with this Stingrays team and have a really successful team and, and an enjoyable year uh, obviously didn't didn't end up going anywhere in the playoffs, but during the regular season, a lot of success uh, ended up being a, a nice nice cap off there at, at the end of your uh, at the end of your run as a pro player. Yeah, yeah, I think it was kind of unique, and and you know up until about it was kind of unique how it came together. You know, I I came back from Norway and. Um, there were some issues there. I wasn't, you know, wasn't going back. The team ended up, uh, folding. Mm. 
And so I was still kind of in this limbo until about Christmas time. Um, you know, there were some injuries, uh, in Washington or Hershey and, uh, I was skating here just kind of trying to stay in shape, um, you know, in, in case an opportunity opened up in Europe and Wars kind of said, you know, Hey, we're, we're short on a goalie. If you're here, do you want to, you know, help us out until something comes up? And I said, yeah, you know, that, that sounds great. It works for everyone. Like you guys need a guy. I don't have a place to play. Like we'll just see where it goes. Um, and then around Christmas time, it kind of is when I made the decision that it, it was kind of time for me that, that, that was going to be my last year. And, um, I think it was, it was good for me to, to, it was a little bit of a different position and then, you know, in previous years, um, you know, you're, you're always kind of, you know, looking for a call up and want to play well and, and building towards, you know, that next opportunity and, and that, but I think it, it, it kind of took a little bit of pressure off and that I could just take time and absorb and enjoy knowing that it was going to be, that that was it for me. And I think, uh, you know, it was fun, obviously, to, to again, have another great team, um, you know, have some success, have a great regular season. And, and uh, you know, I remember going into, uh, you know, my last start at home. Uh, we were playing against Orlando. Um, I think it was our last home game of the year. And I kind of knew that that was likely, you know, I didn't know how it would go in playoffs, if he would go on a run. But I, I had a feeling that was going to, you know, might be my last game that I would start. Uh, I just knew he had had such a good year and I kind of knew he was going to be the guy in the playoffs. And so, you know, I was able to just, just go out there and play and enjoy, you know, knowing that this was likely going to be my last professional game and that, uh, you know, it, it went well. I think we won two to one and, um, I played well. And, and I remember, uh, you know, going out to throw the t-shirt out after the game and just kind of taking an extra second to really take everything in and think about, you know, what a journey it had been in, in, you know, 11 years of, of professional hockey kind of leading up to that point. And, and even, you know, even more than that, at that point, you know, 30, 30 years of, of playing hockey from when I was a little boy growing up in Minnesota and, you know, the adventures that we've talked about, uh, you know, earlier and just, just kind of thinking about that whole path and how special Charleston was to, to be able to finish in Charleston and, and have that extra moment to kind of, you know, just go out there and really absorb everything. And, and, you know, I remember waving to my wife and thinking, uh, you know, just, just again, how special that was to, um, and, and, you know, my boy, he, he was there for that game mm -hmm. and that, you know, one of the most special things about Charleston was, you know, bringing Liam into the locker room and, and having him hang out with the guys. And, um, you know, Bill Reed was nice enough on, on a handful of occasions, you know, after a morning skate that year, if Liam was in town, he'd throw on a skate and we'd go out and we'd have, you know, the entire rink to Charleston, you know, the Coliseum by ourselves. And, 
you know, just those special memories to, to share with him that not a lot of kids get to do and, and not a lot of dads get to do with their, their kid. And, um, you know, so many special memories like that kind of, you know, circling throughout there. I'm just, uh, thankful to like have that perspective and, and know that, you know, in that moment to really take the time to absorb everything and, um, you know, really was a, was a special ending. And, and obviously I would have loved to, you know, end it with a Kelly cup and, right. and uh, you know, a championship party and that, but uh, you know, there's not many people that get to go out that way. And so, um, you know, to be able to end the way that I did, uh, you know, was really uh, a special night uh, and a special time for me. You know, actually, I remember that game pretty well. Uh, and I, was, I actually just pulled up the box score while you were talking about it. And I remember that it was a, a close game and Paul Geiger scored uh, in the last couple minutes to, to give the Stingrays a victory. But I remember because I think that game also broke the record for most wins in a, in a regular season for South Carolina. So it ended up being a, a pretty special night uh, all around. And it was a, it ended up being obviously against Orlando, who – we faced in the playoffs not too long after that and uh, kind of set the stage for a, a, a playoff series that was really, really close and ended up being a sweep, but still being, I think all four games were, were one goal games. But yeah, I do remember that, that game because it was a really well-played game. It was close at the end. We had clinched our, our spot, but I, both teams were really competitive in, in that game specifically. And uh, it was co- kind of cool that we broke that record that night as well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like you said, it's uh, sometimes when you get down to the end of the season, those games don't have a lot of meaning. But that one, I think, you know, we kind of knew that we might be uh, matched up in the first round. So I think there was some extra intensity for that. And, and like you said, having some history on the line. And, um, you know, it, it was fun that there was, uh, you know, it wasn't my last game wasn't kind of a throwaway. You know, it was uh, a well-played game, a fun game to play in, a tight game. And, uh, you know, high intensity and, uh, you know, uh, like you said, to, to make that history as well, uh, you know, just another, uh, another really special memory for, uh, you know, for my time here. So, well, Hey, this has been, uh, amazing. Thanks so much for, for sharing and, uh, and taking the time. I know probably went a little longer than I uh, probably thought, but this was, this was really cool. I appreciate you giving us giving us the time and uh it was it was great talking with you thanks so much for for joining us yeah no likewise it was uh you know it's fun i i don't talk a whole ton of hockey anymore and it was fun <laughs> to, to you know walk through some of those memories and and think back on it uh, uh it was a lot of fun so i uh i appreciate the invite and uh yeah thanks again that was really cool i had a great time talking and catching up with JJ, as they say, and uh, just a guy who everybody here appreciated. I remember it was my second year here with the Stingrays when we got Jeff and he played the full season, his final professional season here, and obviously heard some of those memories. But, you know, just hearing from everybody about how they excited they were when we announced that he was going to be on the training camp roster. And at that time, I was being told, that he probably wasn't going to be here very long. And I was thinking, oh boy, 
when we announce that Jeff is leaving, we're gonna be we're gonna have a lot of very upset fans on our hands. And that that day never came. He made it through the entire year with our team, obviously with the exception of a quick call up to Hartford for an, an AHL game. He was with the team the whole year, and it was great having him that season. Really was a treat to be able to watch him play in his last pro year. Quick plug this week, I was a guest on Coasting with Piv and Finer on Flow Hockey. Uh, it was really great to catch up with those guys, David Fine and Evan Pivnik, the voices of the Reading Royals and Adirondack Thunder. New show that they've had, and I was a guest there. It was a great time chatting with them, shared a couple Stingrays memories. Uh, we talked a little NFL football. It was kind of a little bit of everything with those guys. So I really appreciate them having me on. If you don't have it yet, download the Flow Sports app. You can watch all the episodes of their show. This was episode three, and they will have another one coming each week, uh, at least once a week, if not more. It was really great to chat with them. And it's really good to stay up to date on all the different things in the ECHL. Coasting it with Piv and Finer. Check it out on Flow Sports. And best wishes to those guys and continued success for their show. That's it for this week's edition of the Pucktown Podcast. Thanks to everyone who has tuned in. Wishing everyone a Merry Christmas for all those that are celebrating this week. And we will talk to you next week. Another couple games coming up this weekend for South Carolina. You can tune in on all of our different platforms. This week's game will be on MyTV Charleston as well as Flow Sports, Mixler, and of course Caps Radio 24-7. Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.